Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from Brothers of the Brush with Chris Kerfoot. In this episode, Chris chats with Kevin Howie based up in Dundalk, Ireland. They talk about site work, lazy paint reps, knowing your market, and the many hats of a sole trader. This episode is brought to you by Fresh Coat, Paint Care, Rustoleum Brands, and Nice Job. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. So, <laughs> on on this week's uh, on this week's show, we have Kevin Hohe from Dundalk, Dundalk. Yeah. or Dundalk. Yeah, Dundalk. Dundalk. You can say it with the accent over in Ireland. Welcome, Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Thanks for giving Chris. up your time. A pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, did I pronounce your surname uh, right again? It's close as I'm going again. It's Hohe. <laughs> yeah, Hohe. <laughs> While I'm practicing it, who's in there? Uh, so I've, I've, uh, Emma's my wife, so uh, we're, we're kind of together since we were 17, so long time. I've Gracie, my daughter, she's 15, 15 last uh, Friday, and Jack is 12, so yeah, just the four of us, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so it's what, it's, you've got about three years between yeah, three your years, kids, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, we, we've got a bigger gap between ours. I think one's, well, I, I think, I should know, one's 12, one's oh, seven. Yeah, we're five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's just before the teenage moods and stuff come now. Well, we were just looking at this this time last year. We was in Turkey. We flew out last. We'd have flown out on Sunday last year, and we were looking at photos of my daughter. And it's like when she's just discovered makeup, sky blue eyeshadow. (laughs) You know, and then she she started up a school this year, or I I know it's comp comprehensive school or year seven as it is now. Uh, well, she's only done half a year because what's going off. Uh, but you can see she's changed, but it's not for the worse. It's like she's yeah, grown up all of a yeah. sudden and she's aware of stuff. And it's it's a nice change. And you look at the two photos a year apart and you think, yeah, totally different. Grace is 15 and you can see every few months she's changing, you know, but she's got her own mind now. She she she, she can have a conversation with you. She has her own opinions, that kind of stuff, you know, so, which is good. Yeah. See, my, my, yeah, my, my kids have got my sarcasm. Even my seven-year-old yeah. gets my sarcasm. Well, my daughter, yeah, my, my daughter, my daughter has my well. personality, and my son has my wife's personality. It's it's she she can be moody, you know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, my, my little lads like that. I'm, yeah, I'm me too. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, but... <laughs> you, you, I think you get irritable yeah, as you get you older. You, you've got less. Older yeah, we well, have less right, less yeah. patience. I think you know. So, so how did you start this? Because obviously, I've been having a sneak peek yeah. at your LinkedIn. Uh, you've sort of 
been in and out with your toes still in yeah, it. Yeah, well, so well, I started painting when I was about 12 or 13. My dad was a painter. Uh, my dad's a painter. My uncle Kevin, my uncle Raymond, my uncle Sean, and my brother owns a paint store. My cousin Samuel's a painter. So a whole family of painters, basically. So yeah. Yeah. I've been painting skirting boards since I was 12, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah definitely you know so and uh, my dad's still painting he's 65 he's still doing a bit you know he's done a bit of spraying for me like he's very good at spraying so done a bit of spraying for me last year but uh so then i i was kind of all through my teenage years painting away then when i was 21 i went to america i went to boston when i was 21 i worked for a guy for about seven or eight months then started my own business so I had my own business in Boston for about nine years total. So I come home when I was 30 and then uh, went on, arrived home here on the Friday thinking I'd take a few months off because we worked hard in America, you know. And uh, the buddy of mine phoned me up and says, Kevin, I have 45 houses need painted. Uh, you need to be on the, on, the, on the site on Monday morning, you know. So no van, no tools, no nothing, you know, yeah. but got myself sorted get up straight yeah. in, yeah. Thank you. Straight on to building sites during the boom here, which was uh, was was tough going, you know. A lot of team of lads going and got straight back into it. Was home about two or three years. That's around two thousand, but four probably four or five years before I was home. And then I was guys really sick of the building sites. Like we were, oh, it's like you know you have to get so many houses. Yeah, yeah I know. It. Really bad. Wood work you're filling and sanding your fingers are a bit, you know, you're coming home tired. Yeah. I just got a pre pre yeah, pre festival, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no electricity and no toilet, never mind a festival. All <laughs> rough bits on end of your fingers when you pull your socks yeah. on you pulled out there. Like, so then uh, uh, I said to myself, oh, I can't do I can't do this much longer, you know. But it was getting harder to get paid. It was getting harder to get paid. We we're waiting longer for our money and stuff. And I just said to myself, uh, there's something happening here. So I I seen a job for a paint store manager for Color Trend and I, I, I applied to that and I got it, you know. So it was a big a big drop in money now. It was, it was starting again, really. So I said to myself, I'll go in there for a few years and see how it goes, you know. In there, kind of got promoted a couple of times, ended up being head of retail. And next thing you know, it was 10 years and I was like, I was still there. I, was, I, I didn't want to be there that long, you know. So I always knew I'd go back to the painting. But uh, yeah. glad to be back. Back on it now, 18 months, Chris. Back uh, 18, 19 months now. Yeah. You know. Have you only been back 18 months? 18, 19 months, longer yeah. Because yeah. uh, so obviously I, I know you when, like we, we talked pre to this, when you, you first joined Brothers at Brush Facebook group, you got oh. a bit of shit off a couple of them, didn't you? Oh, rep, reps joined and all this. But... I'd, I'd, I've seen, remember seeing you pop up on Instagram. I, I could have swore blind yeah, but... than eighteen months ago, and then I saw saw the logo appear. And I thought, "Hey, up is." I just assumed you'd read. No, you know, you'd be I, I, a bit. I, I left Color Trend uh, kind of December two thousand and nineteen or January two thousand and nineteen when I started the business. You know, so eighteen months, eighteen, nineteen yeah. months, and now, yeah. So uh, now he's done a little bit of painting before that. Not you know weekends, give me friend a hand doing hand painted kitchens on a Saturday, that kind of stuff. That's probably what I why I joined uh, Brothers of the Brush at the time, not as color trend, but as as a painter. You know, I've always yeah. seen myself as a painter. I always will be. You know, yeah. uh, just happened to work for a paint company at the time. But anyway, that's it. You know. Yeah, I wish it wasn't. I wish it was more like America, where the where the where the painters are are uh, respected and appreciated by the paint companies. You know, 
it's it's not the case here. It's not. Yeah, well, yeah, like like we like we discussed like again pre-recording. I think through no fault of their own, I think some of the Facebook groups like Buzzard Brush and the others Mm -hmm. are to blame. I think the reps have got lazy because we all know who they are and everybody goes yeah. to them now and they just sit waiting for people to yeah. go to them. You know, they don't they don't network, they don't make the effort. And I think a lot of companies need to up the game. And I think that's why a lot of, a lot of companies are suffering because they don't make the effort they, to reach out. I don't out. think they realise how much paint you know? we actually buy as, as, as a trade, you know. You got all these paint companies are focused on the retail customer. Retail customers don't buy as much paint as painters, you know. I don't... Why did I not realise that? Well, there's... There's there's a lot of brilliant companies that aren't doing well because they've got yeah, shit marketing. Is, yeah. And then you've got a lot of companies that have got crap paint that are doing well because they've yeah, got good marketing. Yeah. You know, but they, they need to up the game. But this is back to my thing with the the influencers, you know, on Instagram. They're looking at the wrong people. And I, I see some that class themselves as influencers. And this banging on about stuff, I just scroll past it. And I think most credible decorators can see who the not idiots, but who's 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 in it for the for the likes yeah. and the freebies. And he just scrolled past it. And I don't think the the marketing de- departments yeah. know that. You know, they, they need to work with credible. People. I think I I really you know, enjoy then, Instagram. I find and like I look at I've I've learned a lot from it. Guys like uh, ZK, yeah. uh, they're really high end, nice finishes, like. You're looking at the work they're doing and saying, how, how can I do that? How can I get to that level, you know? Yeah, it's, it's helping everybody. Definitely, yeah. Game. You don't get that from Facebook. I want to achieve that. Yeah. I want to achieve that. I okay. want to do that. And, and also the customers are looking at it saying, I want that in my house, you know, so I want that in my home. And who, who can do that where I live, you know? So uh, I'm getting a lot of work off Instagram at the minute, uh, which, I, which is new. It's, you know, you're getting people that you you would never get to any other way, you know? I think, I, I mean, I, 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 was in a, uh, I, I was in a, well, I'll just put it blunt. I was in an association. Uh, I was on the management board and I brought it up in a meeting and I got scolded. You can't say that. We deal 90% of the time. I don't know if it's the same with you. You deal with the housewife. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I brought that up in a meeting and says, target the housewives on Instagram and Pinterest. They went loopy. You can't say that. I says, I'm on the front line. I'm a category one. I'm on the front line. I know. Whether you like it or not, you deal with the housewife. And, and I, I do it. I target a certain area where I live with the first four digits of the postcode because I know the housewives follow yeah, your Instagram. that postcode yeah, hashtag. Yeah. And I get more work through Instagram than yeah. I do through Facebook. Where I am, for me, not wanting to offend people, Facebook are the idiots that want cheap, reliable decorator. There's no Yeah, thing. it depends how you put yourself out there on Facebook as well. If you have a proper business page or proper branding and you look the part and you look professional, it kind of does attract that type of customer, you know. But if you're going to the cheap marketplace and putting yourself there as, as cheap, you're going to get a cheap customer, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but you're right about the house. So we arrive to do kitchens all, we do kitchens all the time, you know. And, uh, the husband never wants it done. He's like, ah, oh, the kitchen's fine as it is, you know. Yeah. But by the end of the week. Yeah. As long as, as, long as telly's yeah, working, yeah. football's but on. Every single husband, I say to the wife, wait till we finish. And he'll look at it and he'll go, oh, yeah, right. I get it now. And when he sees it done, he goes, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you know, I weren't allowed to say that. I got scolded yeah, for it. Yeah. I think, you know what? I know what my market is. 
and like we've discussed again pre-recording you've got to know where your market is and sell yourself to that market and instagram Instagram, you can put yourself across as an expert in what you're doing you're you're good at it you can show people your process you can show people how you're doing so customers are saying right he knows what he's doing he's using this fast tool he he looks clean he looks professional he's got a nice logo you know it's an online portfolio it's It's a live online portfolio and online i never thought of it like that you know yeah it's 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 a portfolio but it's an acting moving live yeah, portfolio yeah. look at him he's got a clean t- he's got clean work gear on it's all branded yeah. to match his van his paperwork you know he's using all the latest gear he's, he's got processors he's doing yeah. it a certain way he's, he's leaving the house nice and clean I, I, they can see the quality of work from your before and after photos i think before and after photos are great you know because people find it very hard to visualize what a job's going to look like when it's finished if you're putting nice before and after photos on Instagram and Facebook, at least the customer end has an idea what their kitchen's going to look like. You know, so. Yeah. Do you, f- do you find it works better to put the after be before the before? I kind of break it up. I go, sense. yeah, sometimes I go before, after, after. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, break it up. Yeah. I, I was always told to put the after pictures first, then the before, because people want to see what it I looks like now. The more yeah, we that, the more. One finish, then one before. Then one after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need you need the honey to attract them into the post, you know. <laughs> it's, it's it's doing it right on Instagram. It is, yeah. You know, it, it, and people don't see that that what we have to do is is we're not just tradesmen yeah. anymore. You've you've got to be an accountant. Yeah. You've got to be a, yeah. a as a small yeah. business owner as as we are. That's that's your job. That's what we do. You know, yeah. and and you're. you're Word of mouth, it's a different kind of word of mouth now, you know, because people, it's not like before you do, do a job for somebody, they tell their friend you do a job for them. Now, everything's more open, you know. So it's it's easier to get in and, and, and put yourself forward there as the best in your area, you know. So like Mad Ralph's just messaged every fed dog. <laughs> <laughs> not a best reply, Clever, yeah. he'll be starving. <laughs> It's only about three hours late. <laughs> <laughs> if we start looking at her, thinking, where, why am I not getting fed? I won't be rude. I just saw it flash up on my phone if you fed. Dogs should know it's Wednesday. You're doing your podcasts. <laughs> well, every bugger else yeah. in the house knows Wednesday at 8 o'clock. You know, it's well, that's all I've nailed it down to now. Wednesday at 8 o'clock because it does take a lot of my time. So I just do it. I was doing two a week at one point. Uh, and I do it Wednesday at eight, and then obviously if it's people from another country, I have to alter my times. Uh, done a couple of Aussie ones that are oh, upcoming. Wow. Uh, they they're like ten o'clock on a Sunday morning, which is seven yeah, o'clock over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that works. You know, I, I could I could do it at twelve o'clock on the Sunday, making it yeah. nine o'clock over there. But somebody Australian lads, my old Sunday's nice got. You know, I'm picking up a lot of Australians. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, there's, there's some nice. Well, there's some nice. Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. You know, uh, but that's the power of Instagram. Though we're looking at people in Australia doing nice work, and we're looking at people in America, and we're picking up ideas. We're picking up. Makes it a small yeah, world, yeah, doesn't definitely, it? Definitely, you know. Definitely, you know. Yeah. So, so what's um, what's been your lowest point? Would you say that's been working on the other side of fence? I'll pour it. I, yeah, I, I, that, that had its highs and lows. I think I enjoyed the first five or six years of it, and then the, the last two or three years where I really struggled with, you know. The more you do and the better you get and you, your targets increase and you have KPIs. 
to let you yeah, get exactly, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was managing seven shops and about 50 people, you know, and uh, I enjoyed the shop at the end of it, but the head office stuff where you're sitting on a laptop all day doing, looking at numbers and looking for problems, that, that, I found that yeah. difficult, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I get, you get KPIs, so you get uh, you get reports every night at 12 o'clock, you know, and, and you're looking at them first thing in the morning, so getting out of bed stressed before you even go to work, you know. So, yeah, I didn't like that. that. That's probably why I left, really, you know. Uh, so so was you uh, was you on the tools through the recession then? Or was luckily you enough, the- I started with Colour China in 2008. So I just got out, just as the recession started hit here, I got out, you know. So Yeah, probably not a bad thing. Yeah, it wasn't bad, and I did learn a lot, you know. I did pick up a lot from them, you know. Uh, and it was nice to do something else for a while, but... Uh, it's funny when you're painting you always think you want to do something else and then you go and do something else and yeah. actually painting isn't that bad <laughs> you know yeah somebody somebody always taught me one of, one of old blokes I used to work with grass yeah. is always greener except yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I have a friend of mine I have a friend of mine and he always goes oh, I, I don't want to be painting when I get older you know we're 45 now you're getting older I said to him, Gary, it's not, it's not that bad. You work for yourself. You go for your Starbucks every morning. You know, you're, you're home at half four, five o'clock. You know, it's, 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 it could be worse. Could be yeah, exactly. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. it. So what's on? Yeah. I, I, oh, I, I love, love my job. Now, yeah. As sad as it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's weeks where it irritates me. Or I think, oh God. But 90% of the time I love my job. And I was, talking to somebody today i think it was somebody else off group because a lot of them we do spend a lot of time on phone and i says i need i've just bought the um, sort myself out a new camera because i want a hobby that i mean yeah i can take pictures for work but i want a hobby that's not work related because every hobby i've got it's work it's either painting at work paperwork at home facebook yeah. group instagram group yeah Everything. I mean, it's like now doing this podcast. That I'll finish it. Probably go and have something to snack on later. Bed. I'm up at six o'clock in the morning, driving eighty miles to finish filming a video for right, a okay, company. Yes. That's constant. You know, and and then I'm I'm, I'm back Saturday, uh, cleaning that kitchen I've stripped down. That I was on about uh, degreasing that, so I can go to work doing my regular job in week. Come back to workshop and spray it at tea time. Yeah, I, I have days like that. I take you know. work there every Saturday and Sunday for like five weeks in a row. Uh, and then I it was a bank holiday this weekend, and I said, "I shall take uh, Monday off." And my wife says, "Well, you have to paint the daughter's bedroom." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are, they are, they are, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite lucky because my other half in she, she doesn't nag yeah. to do. Well, I've been promising for about a year, so a year, and it was her birthday, so I said I painted for her for her birthday. So <laughs> I missed it by two days, but I got it done. <laughs> well, at, at, begin, at beginning of lockdown, I had two weeks off. Yeah, uh, I did this office I'm sat in now because I've had paint for three right. years. <laughs> in fact, one of the paints, Tickerilla, don't even right. make anymore because I've had it that long. <laughs> I'm the same. So I finally got it done, but it's been a while. So, yeah, I painted about eighty kitchens in the last uh, last uh, year and a half, you know. And I've only I just done my own during the lockdown, you know. (laughs) It's only time. I'm going to start seeing kitchen in my background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, have, have there many kitchens left for you to paint around your area? Then, if you've done, I've it? got thirty-five booked in between now and Christmas. So, yeah, yeah. So, Jesus, Christ. it's all up there, you know. What, so, yeah. So, obviously, you're doing something right, Mark. Yeah, and 
to, with to a combination of, I think, with the lockdown and people aren't going on holidays, a lot of people are, are going to do their kitchens you know, and house, yeah. Plus, we have a good name now. We've got a good reputation locally for, for for the kitchens. And the fact we're spraying them and baking them and we're doing something different, we're not just going in and, and, and painting them, you know. So, like, I haven't had a single call back yet. We're doing, like, we're doing, we're doing it properly, yeah. you know. Yeah. So on, so on the opposite end of your worst point, going back a, a bit, what's been your highest point so far? Uh, I think painting in, when I lived in Boston and I was painting in America, I loved that. That was really, really good, you know. Uh, we had some really, really good good, good jobs over there, really high-end stuff, you know. Uh, Ritz-Carlton Hotel, the Four Seasons Hotel, uh, done Matt Damon's house. Uh, took nice. One of my, one of my I'm a big Matt Damon fan. I love the ball. Well, you like this film. now. We'll pay, <laughs> that's a good story. So uh, I was painting this house for uh, it was actually his mother and her partner Doug. He was an English, an English guy, you know. And uh, I didn't know it was Matt Damon's house, but uh, we arrived the first day, and she says we're going to use the bathroom. It was really really hot. I remember it was really hot. So she said I've left uh, drinks and stuff in the kitchen, you know. So I didn't get the lads a drink, and it was all pictures of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck on the on the fridge, you know. I go, hmm. Yeah, they're all big yeah, mates, aren't they? So I thought to use the bathroom, and there was an Oscar at the top of the stairs in this kind of uh, alcove, you know, and a big a big poster yeah. of Goodwill Hunting, you know. So I come down the stairs, and I went, uh, what's the crack with the Oscar? <laughs> and he goes, oh, this is, Matt, this is Matt's house, uh, I'm Matt Damon's mother, you know. I went, oh, all right, lovely. Yeah, but he didn't yeah. tell me that I was pricing the job. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have bumped up anyway, a bit. <laughs> so he was off filming The Born Identity and he came back and uh, he took us to the premiere. So myself and the wife went to the premiere of The Born yeah. Identity. It was in Boston, nice. red carpet, the whole lot, you know. Met him, he was uh, he was there living in the house where we were painting and the whole cold thing. That was, that was fantastic, yeah. You get things like that in America, you, you never get that here, you know. <laughs> I, I think... Nearest I've been, I think I've walked past Naomi Campbell on the street when I worked in London. Uh, Worked next door. Did you ever watch in, was it in Sickness and Health, where they were based in hospital? It was him out of Likely Lads and Peter Bowes. You're showing your age there, Chris. Yeah, well, I've I've worked on the house next door to Peter Bowes and I used to work with a lass that was in uh, films. (laughs) I'll put it that way. She went into starring. Right, the okay. Films. Uh, I, I, that's probably the nearest I've been yeah, yeah. famous. Uh, off, off top of me, oh, I'll tell a lie. One of my customers uh, has got a famous son that's uh, quite a good sportsman, and that, that's probably about all I can say on that one. But that, that's about it. Nearest I've got. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're about as high, as high clientele yeah. as I get. <laughs> I haven't got any any nice kitchens here for any famous people yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this this is a bit of a subjective question. Uh, when did you realise you've made it, or is that subjective? Because it's it's everyone's perception, or you've not even got I've there. I've been yet. about this, and I've heard you ask other people this on the, on on other podcasts, and uh, it's hard to know if you ever if you ever really make it. What, what's your definition of making it? I suppose as long as your family are happy and you're happy and you're enjoying what you're doing, uh, I think when you look back, you you realise. You're, you're you're doing better than you thought you were, you know. Yeah, I suppose it depends on what you value, yeah. don't it? Do you value money? Do you value time? We all value money to you a know, point. Do you value but like, at the end of the day, like sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. You know what I mean? So, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
it's choppy like the sea. Yeah, you can be a millionaire one month and brassic yeah. another. I mean, you're up, you think you're never going to be down when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, well I've, I've sort of level. I found a way of leveling mine out now because I, you could have it a, one month where you'd have like a few grand coming in because everybody's yeah. paid, and then next month you'd be lucky to get a, one well, grand in. And it used to be like riding choppy waves, but I found a way of leveling mine out now, so it's quite. Quite level. We do some hand painted kitchens for some painting companies, and they're normally fairly slow to pay. You know, so if if you do two or three in a row, you could be waiting for 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 a lot of money, but you get it eventually. You know, but it's just you're better off having it than waiting for it. You know, thirty, sixty, and ninety days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to me, there's to me there shouldn't be no yeah. need for that. I don't see why they. And then to me, it's just yeah, you phone up and ask them uh, any chance of that payment. Like, oh, is that not paid? I thought that was paid. Ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's gone on payment. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're sending your invoice out yeah. three times before you get it, you know? Yeah, I, we used to do some new bills like that. Uh, and payment, well, I remember one, and it's, it's a story I always remember, one bank holiday, uh, when I had three or four blokes work for me. We'd done this, it was like a dorm or bungalow on a new build site. I'll not say the name it. The thing, well, I'll say because they've gone Simmons, uh, they've, they've gone do it bust. Uh, but we'd done this house, finished it. Customer had been in two weeks, decided they didn't like it, and put it back on market. We hadn't even been paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I paid, I paid all blokes, paid these uh, 714 as it was then, the tax, paid all uh, IDC account that I had with Crown and everything. I think I was left there with five or left to myself bank holiday sat in on my own. That's your low, that's your low point. That's, that's when you're saying, what am I that, doing? I've, I've had, I've had, I've had yes. worse. That wasn't yes. my lowest point. I've had worse than that. That wasn't, there's a lot worse than that from my side. Uh, but that was a wake-up call. I thought, bugger this. My mate, Andy, who's gone to work for uh, spring doors in a factory, he just finished something and he'd been out to, I think he'd been for a month to Saudi on like an extended holiday and he come back and I was about to chuck this site uh, and I'd filtered all blokes off to be fair and gone back to working for myself thought do you know what it's not worth the hassle and he rung me and says you haven't got any work have you I says the 16 ounces left and to be fair I made 50 quid on each one yeah. I says as long as it's not on me back in the done yeah. th- this price I made it was doing one in about five six days so I'm making 50 quid and all it was I was just happy I wasn't burning my bridges with yeah, Simmons yeah you know, I kept them happy. He got some work out of it, and I hadn't just turned around and says, "Right, I'm off site." It's important not to, not to burn the bridges because you never know what's what's coming down the line, yeah. Chris. You know, but but obviously they went bust. Not know, yeah. <laughs> went no, that's fine, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, that, that that was pretty bad. But yeah, it's uh, it, it does level out, and they, they used to be ten weeks, but the offices were fifteen miles from where I lived. It, it, it'd go in. Somebody would sign it down to QS to sign, back up to accounts to sign, back down to MD to sign, back up to sign. You know, and you just think, it's a piss take. Is there There's nothing better than working for residential customers and you finish on a Friday, they do the bank transfer, you have the money by Monday. You know, your lads are paid. I've, I've, just, been, I've just been on one today, sprayed it front of an house, like the tiles from windows up, like the gable fronted house. Uh, masked it up this morning, sprayed it, gave them the invoice, the wrapper. Okay, come and price dining room my area, price that up. Drove home three miles just as I pulled up on drive, pinged up on my bank and being paid. Nothing better. That's yeah, what I want. want. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what I want. You know, them little three day yeah, jobs. Perfect. 
Three, three, three days standard. Mrs. Jones front room, in and out, far out. Well, I, I'm back at this. I'm back at the pit now, eighteen months, and that was my strategy. Do as many small jobs as possible for the first year. I turned on all the big work. There was a couple of hotels and stuff I could have got, but it would have been there for eight, nine months. No good because then you're constantly starting again. So when you're starting out again, you're trying to get your name there. Get as many three, four, five day jobs done as you possibly can. Get your word about yeah. round. You're turning customers down for one big yeah. contract, aren't you? And and the I, I used to love jobs like that because you could just rock up. You know what you're doing day in, yeah. day out, and you're on autopilot. But now I don't it's like too risky. If you're doing a big job like that, you've got guys in, you're paying it, you don't get paid, or you don't get paid on your last payment. You're in trouble. You're in trouble very, very quickly, you know. So for me, anyway, I think the residential painting and getting a good customer base built up is the way to go, you know. So how many is there with you now then? Uh, there's Donald. Uh, Donald's a good guy. Donald's working for me since I started back up. But when I was painting the last time, Donald's with me for about four years, you know. And then he kept painting while I was in Colour Trend. And then so he came back to me. Uh, oh, we're like a married couple. Some days we'd be giving out to each other and you do this and I do that, you know. But we're all well, you know. And yeah. then I have another guy, Richie. Yeah. He comes in on Thursdays and Fridays. So he helps us with fitting the doors, putting the new handles on, that kind of stuff when we're doing the kitchens. And then we've kind of got a young lad now coming in on Tuesdays uh, to help us with sanding. So we do all our, all our spraying on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So he comes in and helps with the prep, you know. So that's it at the minute. That's a pretty, pretty good system, but it sounds of it. You've got to go in yeah, there. Yeah. Like, what's all that rolling thing? Is that why you're smashing them out? So you... Yeah. Well, we have to smash them out. So many people waiting for me at the minute. I think I have 35, 36 kitchens in the book that I have to get done between now and Christmas. So I have to keep, we have to keep banging them out, you know. How, how many weeks between now and well, Christmas? I'm, I'm afraid to look. <laughs> I've got to stay yeah. now. You've got to about what? First week into August, so you've got another three. So you've got about what twelve? God, this is scary mm. shit. You've got about twenty weeks. Yeah, twenty weeks. Yeah, that's you've got nearly two kitchens yeah. a week, isn't it? I, One and a half. Trying to three every two weeks. So that's that's our aim. You know, if we can get two small ones in a week, sometimes, or we can get get three over two weeks, and then. I do a lot of tables and chairs and furniture as well. I kind of do that myself in the evenings on the weekend, you know. But uh, I love it. I love when the booth and the workshop is full. No downtime. We've got one going. It's coated. We're getting the next one ready. We're in. We're out. That's great, you know. Yeah. See, I, I, I like it, but sometimes I find it, I don't know if it's an age thing, or, but I find it hard going from domestic into a workshop and then back out. Because it's, it's a total different mindset. I could stay in the workshop all the time. I love the workshop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have a system going and it's, it's no, it's it's hard work in the workshop. It's intensive. You know, you, you, your concentration levels are quite high. You're constantly chasing that perfect finish on the kitchens, you know. And uh, and it's constantly learning. And it's it, probably the way I look at it, it's, a, it's constantly solving problems. It's a, Problem, problem, problem. Solve it, solve it, and 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 get through it. You know, no two kitchens are the same. Every kitchen is completely. There's, there's a different problem in every kitchen. You know. Are they all a learning yeah, curve then? Yeah, that last year for me now was those six months of of learning, like getting back into it, getting the proper spray guns, getting the the compressor right, getting the the boot right. Like when we're doing our finish coats. We're doing finish coats today. The spray boot is scrubbed 
uh, we've got we've got clean suits on us. We've clean gloves. Every, it's like it's like it's spotless. There's no dust in the car. So it's clear. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But when so are you are you pump or traditional gun and pot? Gun and pot. Gun and pot. Yeah, I've been thinking about airless uh, air assisted now for a while, but. And Donald walks me, keeps saying, "Why are we changing? Because we know what we're doing with what we have, and as soon as we change, we're going to have problems, you know. And we're getting through them. We're getting through them, and we're getting a fantastic finish, and uh, haven't had any problems. So when you're not having any problems, why do you change? Do you know what I mean? Because it matters. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. We're doing seven, about seventy-five, yeah. eighty dollars a week. So it's, yeah, you know, you know, yeah." It's a fair few dollars, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, then we're using two or three different primers, and then we're basically using a couple of different top coats, depending on the kitchens, you know. So, uh, yeah. well, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I love the spray, and I could spray, I could stay spraying in the booth all day, every day. I just, I really, really love that. That's the, that's the best part. Yeah. Of do, you, do you find it's, it's not as, as much as you're striving for that perfect finish? Any spraying, it's like I always say the hashtag spraying is play. Yeah. Because once you've done your prep, the spraying's easy. It's like it's like messing with your toys. Isn't it? I, I thought that last year, and then you, you know you you start to get really into like uh, air up high, air down low. You know, you're tending your paint ten percent, five percent. You know, you're measuring everything up. It's it's uh, like we could do one side of of a kitchen, right, and uh, it could be drying, and we flip it, and if everything's set and going, one side goes perfectly, next side goes shit. <laughs> It's like, what's yeah. changed? I, I was doing, um, I did a roll top bureau recently and it, it, it come out real nice, but there was one bit on it. Every time I went to the workshop and sprayed it, I thought I'd just get the thing on. And I've, I've got my extractor on a time right, switch. Right, yeah. it's my, my, basically, Matt's bottom of garden. So I, I, I can go in, spray some, come back in, have my tea, go back down, get another coat on it, come back in, get kids in bed. Go and put last coat on it. My, my timer's on one, two, three, or four hour yeah, delay. Right, okay. So put delay on the extractor, yeah. come out, lock it up, and I'd think that looks smashing. Come out, lock it up, go back in the morning, and there's a speck of dust or a bloody flyer somewhere. Yeah, and I, this one bit on this bureau, eight times I sprayed it. There was a kitchen we done last year. We put 12 coats on it before I got it right. I, it was a bad batch of paint in the end and uh, got on to the supplier and they sent it back for test and there was it was a problem with the paint but I had to eliminate every other possibility before we got to the problem you know but uh, 12, 12 bloody attempts to get it right you know I was like oh, <laughs> that's all the learning that's when you're spraying that's that's what you have to go through those days where you're you're pulling your hair out like you know what I mean you're kicking the wall mix some AC up and I think I've just got to mix some more up just to do that top again oh, that's like the best thing about hair about AC is like I've mixed this up right, and you're fucking throwing half of it you know yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, because you don't you don't want to get halfway. No, and, and you run out. Yeah, they're just starting again. You know, always mix up too much. Always mix up too much. Yeah, that filler in it always mix too much filler. <laughs> yeah, especially with the two pack filler. Yeah, <laughs> always mix up too much. You know, never have enough hardened. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know you're getting to the bottom. You're sweating. Oh, have you enough? Have you enough? Have you enough? <laughs> yeah. So, where, where do you see yourself in? You know, in five or ten years' time, well, then. Uh, 
I'm 45 now, Chris, and I said to myself, I'm going to keep doing this definitely till I'm 50. So, and then, you know, you probably reevaluate things then, but I, I'm really enjoying it at the minute. I'm really, really enjoying doing the kitchens. It's hard work. Uh, we're tired every day, but I'm, I'm getting good job satisfaction. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what we're doing, and I'm, I'm happy at the end of the week, you know. So if I continue on like this for another few years, then see what happens, you know. You, have you ever heard anybody made a five-year plan and actually stuck to it? You know, no one sticks to these five-year plans, you know, so. That man, I've gone out window many yeah. times. I think sometimes I've gone out window after twelve. I'd like to be fifty-five and yeah. and sitting in Portugal, uh, retired. You know what I mean? But I can't see it happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll ever retire. No, I don't think we'll ever retire. I, I don't think I, I do. As sadly as I enjoy. It yeah, I don't think people like us will ever retire. You know, we'll be like yeah. my dad's sixty-five. He's still painting. You know, so it's it's something I think we'll always do. You know. So if if you could go back to the young Kevin. And give you some yourself some advice or somebody who was new starting out, apprentice, what have you. What advice would you give them? Uh, Stay away from uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a couple of things, I suppose. Uh, it's never too late to do something. You know, you can always, you know, the way you're, you're thinking of going out on your own and saying, right, I'll, I'll start next March. You know, I'll, I'll wait till the season's kicking off. Don't, just do it. Just get out there and just do it. Yeah. Because if you've got it in your head, go. give it a go, you know. Uh, Trust your gut feeling. If, if your gut feeling is telling you you're in a situation you don't want to be in or you're in the wrong situation, listen to your gut and go and do something else. Life's short. If, you, if, yeah. you're, in a, if you're in a job you're unhappy with and, and uh, it's a hard week every week, you know, go and do something else. Go start a business, you know, get into it. You, you spend a hell of a lot of time at work. You need, you need to, to be semi-happy. Yeah, uh, and we all have days where you're coming home and you're fucking, you're a hard day. Like, But that's everything. That's life, isn't it, you know? Yeah, I've, I've had one then today. I've been up a ladder. I mean, they're kicking in now. I've been up a ladder, come home. My hips are bloody killing. Um, <laughs> I've had a couple of ibuprofen and I've, I've had half this bottle of rum. They're kicking in a bit. <laughs> uh, it's jumped up a bit, should I really? But it's, that's an uh, interesting first. That's I've, not I've, the, the job. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had a week off from being on ladders and then I'm back on them today. I've only had a day on it on triple. And my apes are killing me. I done one. I done one exterior this year because uh, during the lockdown, we in a few weeks we can only walk on outside, so I done one exterior, and I think that's it. Back to yeah. my kitchen. I think I need to stop doing them. Yeah, I, I do enjoy doing them when I'm doing them. You get nice weather and you're rolling away and you're happy enough, you know. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd given the weather, I'd rather be out than in any day. Yeah. But it, it's got to a point where sometimes you, you go up, it's raining, think, oh, fuck's and then. My body don't enjoy it like I no, do. Exactly, yeah. When you look, look at the lads, you know, look, the lads me, me, look at the lads on Instagram in Australia and America and the sun shining every day and they're out baiting and they're in their shorts and they look really... Yeah. You know. See, I've, I've, I've got this muscle just under my rib cage. You can't see it because it's all fat. <laughs> but I've got this muscle just under rib cage here and it's because I'm lazy. Right. Rather than move ladder, I stretch. Yeah, yeah. Just... And when I've overstretched, you can feel it twang. I think, oh, yeah. I've done it again. But we paint it. The painter I know there, he fell off a ladder about uh, about two months ago. You know, uh, he's called yes. Kevin as well, but he he's probably he's about fifty, and uh, he was only up about seven or eight foot, but he stretched too much and the ladder went. But uh, he broke his ribs and he broke his wrist, and he had to be airlifted to the hospital. Oh man, he's only he's only oh, uh, so we're not getting any younger. That that extra stretch might be there, you know. Yeah, well, that man's just. I think man comes back to days when 
I was just coming to end of my apprenticeship and I was put on price. And it's just daft things. I always work left to right. Nice, yeah. Because when we were doing council houses, it was three shifts across front because I was right-handed. If you're going right to left, it was four shifts because yeah. you're crossing yourself. Yeah. And if you did that extra shift, you, had to, you did it in three shifts at ladder, not four. And it all adds, all adds up. up at the end of the day, Take, yeah. Chasing the money, and you were chasing the money all the time, and it didn't, didn't do you any favors. I'm left handed, so I, I like the long American brushes when you're outside. <laughs> you know, the long handled yeah. brush, you know, you get that wee bit of an extra, an extra reach. If it, it, it's, it's a handed thing, then, or is it just me? You know, if you're doing skating boards in a room, I'm assuming you ground the room anti clockwise, anti clockwise, yeah, anti clockwise. Yeah, it must be a handed thing because I ground right handed because obviously I'm going around right handed, it's less shifts. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not something you think about, you just automatically start and go that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many more listening to this find that, or is it just me and you? <laughs> I've had the same conversation with my uncle, he goes the other way. And, uh, it's the, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just go in a room and automatically I go clockwise right room doing skateboard, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, right, and it just seems natural. It just must be a natural thing. But it's always led by so, what way you're going to get the best line, you know. So if you if you're going to get the best line going that way, go that way. We, well, we were taught at college things like, and some of it comes from when we did sign writing. Even when you're cutting in, you take a breath, and as you cut in, you breathe out. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were taught that to get a straight line. That's a bit of a, just stupid stuff like that. Kid, uh, it works. Off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you do it, if you ever try it or anyone's listening, just try it. Next time you're cutting back edge of a door frame, it does work. But the, the amount of times I stand and think to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm doing my finished coat on the door with a sprayer, I just, I, I get my hand ready and I just go, and then go. So I just, yeah, I have a position to get in and I just stop for a second and then go. And, and go. go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just on the final coat, on, on, the, on the primer and the first and second coat, just lash it on, but on the final coat, right, and go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so other other than Instagram, are you, a, are you a tech person that uses apps and that, or do you don't bother? Uh, really, I, I've, uh, I have a good app for me, Invoicing, uh, Invoicing Simple, and it's a, it's professional looking, I have the logo there, and I send me invoicing, but besides that, not really, no. Not really. Facebook, Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Books? Books. Uh, book yeah, person? read a lot. Yeah, read every night. Uh, Stephen yeah. King. Read a lot of uh, music, uh, autobiographies, that kind of stuff, you know. Actually, Any good ones? I'm reading uh, Johnny Rotten's uh, autobiography at the minute. No Blacks and the Dogs. Oh, yeah. Excellent book. I've, I read it years ago, but I'm back reading it again. Excellent book, you know. A lot in it about how the Irish went to London and his parents are from Ireland, you know, and working on building sites and the attitude they had and that kind of stuff. Really, really interesting, you know, really, really good book. Yeah. I, I used to, uh, talking about stigmas, I, I used to work for a Scottish right. bloke. Uh, it was Scottish origin in Bakewell, uh, in Derbyshire. And he says when they first come down, they wouldn't accept the fifty pound Scottish notes. Yeah. Well, not the fifty pound Scottish notes, just any Scottish notes. They wouldn't accept. Well, I remember we used to go to England when we were we were younger, you know, going to football matches and that. They wouldn't accept the Northern Irish uh, sterling, so we'd have to change yeah. our Northern sterling into English sterling. You know, so yeah, that that that, yeah. that definitely did happen. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's odd. It's odd. We can't understand so, your money because uh, you have so many different twenties. You have so many different notes. All all the euros look the same, you know. Will you you guys move to euros a few? Oh, years ago, did, yeah, you? I think nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight, or something like that. Is it that long? 
God, that's, that's when I feel old. Because in my head, that's like five oh, years ago. Yeah, in the nineties, I was in America at the time, so I missed it. But yeah, I was definitely in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I can just—I I don't remember decimalization because it was the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can just about remember sixpence. Oh God. <laughs> That, that was yeah, our board decimalization, so it was getting phased out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd one. Do you prefer the euro then to, you know, the previous currency? It doesn't seem to go as far. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't seem to go as far. No. See, I, I used to, I used to holiday in Mallorca, mm. and years, years ago, I'm talking what 15 years ago, more ago, and it was like some of it was 300 pesetas. Which were like one pound fifty. Yeah, it seemed like whatever. And then, and then when they joined Euro, they just stuck a dot in the middle at three and zeros and made it three euros, which doubled price. Yeah, yeah. Overnight. I I yeah. used to like to punt against the dollar. So if you're going to America, you got a really good exchange rate. But now it, it's all too similar. You're not getting yeah. much much difference, you know. Yeah, well, there's not much difference between Euro and pound now, is no, there? No, very little. I think about ten p. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it makes it easier when you're working it out, but uh... it does. Yeah, like our workshops on the border. So, like when I go up for my diesel, it's in Sterling, so it's just half a mile up the up the road from the workshop, Sterling, and we're Euro, so we're we're right on the border, you know. So we see a difference in the in the money. So, yeah, yeah. So. What's best advice you can give for selling yourself that sets you apart from others without giving you competition? Uh, <laughs> Pointers. I read. I read one of those books. That guy, uh, you know, the painter. He wrote. He wrote a couple of books there. Ones on pricing, and ones on on. Uh, oh, what's his name? Pete Wilkinson. Pete Wilkinson. Yeah, the second book was was pretty good. Basically, about specialising in what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, and and getting a niche and and. Uh, like we specialize in kitchens and furniture, so we're well known in our area for that. So, so we plenty of work all the time, you know. So, like, I think that's good advice. Decide what you're good at, whether it's wallpapering, whether it's spraying PVC windows, whether it's kitchens, whether it's new builds. Get good at it and specialize at it, and that's, that's yeah. Find it. Find, find niche. your niche. It's, it's yeah. a bit. Of a, it's a bit of a reaction. Sounds like one I've read called the pumpkin plant. Right, haven't read that. Where, 80% of your work comes from 20% of your customers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So what what they do, they, they buy this, it, it's based on these pumpkin farmers in America, and they buy this seed, and they can pay up to like $2,000 for this giant Atlantic pumpkin seed. Right. And they plant it, or they, they buy a few and plant it, and the one that, they, they can pick out the healthiest one that's growing the biggest, and they kill off everything else around it. Right. Oh. Just so this feeds and grows. It's like, if you've got a toxic customer, and when I listened to this book, it was last September I listened to it because uh, I had it on audio book. And I worked out I've done something similar without even realising because I was working for doing some work for a new build builder, just little independence. And I was working out. I'd get there and say, oh, it's ready. Or I'd say, I had this conversation with someone today. It's ready in August. Right. And then you'd be you'd be booking your work in and then uh, and mid-July I'd say, oh, it's ready end of August because plumber's, yeah. plumber's late. So it's late and plumber determined. And then it, you, so you're moving your customers, irritating them, your domestics, and then you've got it new build, it weren't ready. Oh, you can quit next one and we'll put you on day rate. Yeah, but uh, then I'm having to put my customers yeah. back three days. So I worked it out. The houses I'd done over seven years, it averaged out at three weeks a year. And I come home and I said to the other half, 
if I can't fill that three weeks a year, there's something for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was before I went to Greece two years ago. I rung him up, so I won't be doing any more. Well, you, you measured your situation and you measured what, what was happening. So then you could you could say, right, that's costing me three weeks. So that's when you decide to change, you know. I find... It's getting rid of your toxic customers yeah. and just focusing on the ones, the domestics, the Mrs. Jones, three days in and out. Yeah. And you have to decide where you're going to make the most money, how you're going to get the the the, the job that you want to do and, and decide where those jobs are, how you're going to get to those customers, you know. I, there's a painter I know, I won't say his name, but I met him one day there and he was, he'd no walk on, you know, and uh, he's painting a long time. And I said, why if you no walk on? He goes, oh, I'm very quiet, you know, I said, flat out busy you know and i says are you doing that now on social media are you advertising right now are you putting yourself out there he goes oh no i don't bother with all that you know i said well how's how's mrs muffy sitting at home and needs a he needs a house painted no you're sitting at home with nothing to do <laughs> do you know what i mean so you have to specialize you have to let your customers know this is what you do and try and get to that customer base well i'm i'm sort of I look at a lot and a lot of growing and saying, oh, I want blokes working for me, you know, and good luck to them. They're growing. I've been there. It's not for me. Too many headaches. And I'm growing, but I'm looking at growing man. When going back to the plans, the five-year plans that go out window, I'm growing man in a different way. I'm wanting to create a demand mm. that's bigger than I can cope with that then enables me to cherry-pick the jobs I exactly. want. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And then I, then I can drive my price up as well. Because if I've got people wanting me say i've got 20 jobs wanting me but i can only fit 10 in mm. i know i can drive my price up and i can cherry pick the nice customers yeah. out of that and it's not even about making more money chris it's about being able to do the job that you need to do and be covered for it do you yeah. get me so i, I want yeah, to get it's it, you yeah work. i want to get a nice finish in this job i want to get the i want to get that perfect finish but it's obviously going to take an extra couple of days but as long as the customer appreciates that and when they know when they hire you, right, it's going to be done right. It's He's going to do a good job. Okay, it might be a little bit more expensive, but they're going to get a better job at the end of the day, you know, so. so. Yeah, it, again, it's how you're selling yourself. It is, yeah. It's marketing. I mean, for, for the want of a better word, it's, and it's creating a brand and creating you. Yeah. So when people see you, they know what they're going to get. Yeah, five, five or six years ago, it'd be dustless sanding. Ah, oh, do dustless sanding, but everybody in the dog does it now. So you've got to find something else to sell. I do stuff. love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all, we all I love, love it. Fast you could say, you could say customers, I'll always say we we use dustless sanders, but technically it collects about ninety percent ah, of yeah. dust. Because I think the are open. The are is not the thing. You know, and, and I used to sell myself on that, but everybody's on it now. So you've got to find something else to sell. Yeah, I tried. Uh, we use uh, load or paints. We use dustless sanding, but at the end of the day, as long as the job's done right and you're clean, you know, customers happy. You know? Yeah. 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 So, so where do you see the trade heading then? Talking of dustless sanding, I do. I do see a big change, right? When I when I moved home from America uh, fifteen years ago, I said to myself, right, I'm going to do the same level of work that I done in Boston. I'm going to do it here in Ireland. You know, it, it wasn't here. I wasn't. The customer didn't know what that was. We couldn't cover the floors with paper. We couldn't use big lights on the walls. You know, like I did in Boston. You couldn't do that here. Now you can. You know, I can see the customers becoming more aware of what a good job is. So I think a lot of the trade guys have starting up their game a bit. We're using more spraying, we're using more dust of sanding, we're, we're doing better masking, we're getting a better finish, you know. So now that's not everybody. You're always going to have your guys who will never change. You're going to stay on the oil based paint, they're, they're never going to change, you know. I'm alternating Purdy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So they're, they're never going to change, you know. Uh, but 
there is a there is a good cohort of guys of good guys that are changing and are pushing the trade up. You know, we're becoming more appreciated. You know, we're going to get better prices. We're, we're going to we're going to it, it benefits everybody. You know, and I think that's a lot to do with social media. It's a lot to do with the customer. It's, it's educating your customers. Absolutely, it? you know, the customer can see what a good paint job is compared to a bad paint job. That's when you get appreciated more. You know, and that's that lifts the whole trade. Uh, absolutely lifts the whole trade. Yeah. You know, but that that goes back to the eighty twenty where eighty percent of your work comes from twenty percent. You want the twenty percent that yeah. appreciate yeah. what goes into it, yeah. and that's what I want. The ones that can see what they're getting the value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, pricing's a big yeah, thing. Oh, pricing's a big thing for our trade. You got a lot of guys working on a day rate and and you know working for very little, you know, and they think because they're getting 120, 150, oh, I'm doing great, I'm getting 750 a week or whatever. It's not you're not getting paid for your time. I keep saying this to people over and over. You're getting paid for your expertise. Mrs. Murphy doesn't want you in our house for a week. She'd rather you're in a house for two days and charge her for the week. They don't want to see you. Yeah. Get in, get a good job yeah. done, and get out. Nobody wants you in the yeah. house. You got guys going. Oh, I'm going to drag five days out of this. You know, they would rather pay you for the five days and do it in three. The, the amount of customers you go to and detect you because they don't like being upside down. You're invading the space as much as they want it done. You're invading the space. You're in personal areas in their house that even their own family don't get to go in. Yeah. You know, they just want it done, done nicely and out. They want you in and they want you out. And I, you never, uh, you should never say to a customer, right? I charge 150 days. Say. I'm going to be here for five days. That's creating a problem straight away. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, you I'm, I'm my paper, yeah. right? it, it says time taken. I'm very vague. Yeah. So it's three, to, three to six days yeah, approximately. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I say that, and if a customer says to me, how long is it going to take you? I, my answer is, we're going to get it done as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> it's, it's the little things. I, I do, I've got the... Uh, Young lad that used to work for me, uh, he's come back for me and he's on self-employed basis now. To be fair, he's, he's, he's a good kid. He just needs a bit of guidance. He's knuckling down. He's, he's getting his own customers in building his base. And he says to me, I went to look at a job and she asked me, asked me how much it'd be. And I says, about 230. I went, whoa, whoa, first mistake. Never say about. Never, never. I says, just be confident. It's hard, but be confident and say it's 230. He says, why? I says, soon as you say about, you're opening yourself up to negotiation. Well, how much for cash? Yeah, exactly. I said, then you'll be you'll be known as, oh, give Bob a ring. Yeah, I never, I never give a price there and then. I, I could be looking at someone's kitchen and I know myself exactly what's going to cost and say, how much it's going to cost? I said, listen, I'll get back to you later on. I'll, I always get back to them the same day or the next day. And I, yeah. I yeah. Three days. Maximum. Because if you say to someone, on the, just say, say that's going to be a thousand euros and you go home walking out and it's 12. They automatically think you're, yeah. you're sticking the food in. I, I, I did that in early days. I priced a job up and I forgot to double it for two coats of woodwork. Yeah, so you're caught. Yeah. So I, I did a coat free of charge. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It happens to us all. all you know, like it's, it's a regular thing. But I always go home, I walk it out, and then I get back to them and say, listen, this is what it's going to cost, you know. If they're going, if they're going to haggle a bit, then, you know, that's, that's you're going to get it. So I won't haggle. Uh, I was talking to the ground worker that was doing some at mine tonight, and he says, I've nicked your idea. When someone tries to haggle, I'll say, yeah, I'll haggle. What do you want me to cut back on prep or number of yeah, coats? exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, and they don't go quiet when you do Again, it. I say to them, listen, you're not paying for my time. You're paying for a good job, and it's going to be done right. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, for, you know? 
difficult for me to know what paint to put. Yeah, exactly. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, going going back to the Facebook thing, I had one contact me, be about two months ago. For it's the like two semis, but the flats four, four flats. Uh, went round is, is giving it. Oh, we want a proper job. We want that bit doing. Does a bit of rot on face. Yes, I showed him. I have a sample of repair care it van, but I had to use timber build now. I said, oh, we use this epoxy thing. Do this. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. Uh, there's face rinse off it in stain. Uh, I think there were two doors. There were no windows and two little wrought iron gates. You know, like the three foot square things. Sent him. Oh, on a real good job. The four of us were all we're all splitting it four ways. Want a real good job. Never heard note back. I went, where did I go yesterday? I was up there for some reason yesterday. Uh, oh, I dropped a quote off. That way, I dropped another quote off round corner. Pulled up road across from it, and there's local handyman oh. there. Oh, no. Working out of a tin of Amorite, doing the gate, not one dust sheet under it. <sighs> and you could see it dripping all over the floor. And I'm thinking, and this is a customer that was saying to Do me, we want a top job. Yeah. yeah. But they, they'll, they'll all regret not getting you. Well, they see what the job's like. Why didn't we pay extra? Why didn't we get it done properly? You know, you'll only pay for bad yeah. work once. Yeah, you know, so. but some don't learn though. Don't, don't they? learn. No, I I often go into people's kitchen. I done a kitchen last week, and uh, within and it was previously hand painted badly, it was chipping all over the place. You know, and the customer says, "Oh, he's he's a great painter. He's painting thirty years. He's he, he knows what he's at." And I says, "He might be painting thirty years, but he didn't do it right." You know what I mean? So yeah. I said, he, he treated your kitchen like he was doing your, your door in your house. I said, he just come in, he, he put on the undercoat and the top coat, and that was it. He didn't even paint both sides of the doors. He only painted one side of the door, you know? Anyway, <laughs> we stripped the kitchen down. We put it back together. We then done baked the doors, done a nice job, and finishing up. And I said, you can see the difference. I said to the customer, you can see the difference now. And she goes, yeah, I can, I can really, it's unbelievable. The difference. It's like a new kitchen, you know? That's what we want to hear. It's like a new kitchen. And I said, that, that's what you didn't get with the last painter, you know. I said, he didn't know what he was doing. And you know what she said? Oh, well, he was my brother. I had to give him the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said, well, he's probably a good painter, but it's just not a kitchen painter, you know. <laughs> so what's your, what's your favourite decorating paraphernalia at the moment that you love? You oh, my festival. I am just festival nuts. I love the festival, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. we're doing a lot of kitchen tables at the moment furniture and I just think the Rotex just strips off the old coat and it gets the finish I'm getting oh, it's just unbelievable it's what the, the, uh, the 90 the, the Rotex 90, 90. yeah it's, oh, it's fantastic I only have it a few weeks and it's fantastic myself and Donald yeah myself and Donald we're using it today but we've done two tables and we stripped them right back it's just fantastic you know uh, I've, I've just splashed out on the Bosch equivalent of the RO150 right I, yeah yeah, half the price of the festival. Yeah. I would pay for festival. I just now the abrasive five 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 hundred and sixty five quid for bloody RO one hundred and fifty. A lot of money. I know. I know. <laughs> That's good. That's compared, compared to Bosch at two hundred and sixty two. Yeah. My dad bought a Milwaukee, yeah. and I says that it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah, and it's not. It's not the same. Well, I, I, I watched the video, and it was Makita. Because uh, I tell you, it was James Lyons. Going back to yeah, yeah, clients, uh, I noticed he's got one. Yeah. Uh, the Bosch Turbo Sander, I Googled it, and it come up with a video on the top line of Google, and it was a bloke testing the Makita, the Bosch, and the Fez tool. The Makita was just shit all around. Yeah. yeah. 
They did six tests, if I remember right. The Bosch one kept up with the Fez tool on all five. And on the sixth one, which I think was dust collection, it actually beat Fez tool. Mm. So I went online, 262 quid. I mean, it took, it took 12 weeks because of everything that's going off. Yeah. But it's a cracking bloody sound. Uh, I, 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 I just, I think when you get used to Fez tool and you use Fez tool, that's it. That's it. It's the plug it cables. I just wish it had a I've even you can you can buy the plug it tails. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. 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 Well, I've been looking. I can't work out because this Bosch, you can look at label, it's double insulated. Right. So I thought, right, I could put a plug it tail on it because they're only two wires. Right. Okay. Being German, they're double insulated. Yeah. But I can't work out because I thought I'll buy a plug it tail for about ten, ten I think they're about twenty quid. Mm. Somewhere between ten and twenty quid. I've done it on another tool. Uh I thought I'll take it apart and put the plug it tail on so I can just put it on the Festool cable. But I cannot for life of me find screws on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to, to get it apart. Yeah, I haven't tried. I haven't tried to get it apart. I put it on that, it'd be a fantastic bit of kit. The thing about Festool, like your warranty is unbelievable. My my extractor started making a funny noise and I phoned up the rep, uh, Vinny. We have a fantastic Festool rep in Ireland. And he says, drop it in the paint store. They'll give you another one. And he says, we'll service it, get it back to you free. Free of charge. That gets the, the the backup service is just unbelievable. The only thing, the only problem with Festool I have is the price of the abrasives. So yeah. expensive. It's so expensive. So my, my other thing is as good as they are, the plug it cable. I know a lot of them say get get them hard wired. To me, it takes away from what they are. I've got four sanders and only one cable that works. Oh, all right. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I need to buy. I'm thinking four four cables is hundred quid, but I need to buy myself four cables. So I've got the all they've all got one. Yeah, because me, me and your mother sharing cable between us. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yesterday I said I've got one of them five meter ones with sleeve on. Oh yeah. So yesterday I set him off, I set him off with ETS. I said you use that, and then I can use cable on the other one. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I, I need to get myself four cables, so I've got one for each sander and a spare. But the ATS is a fantastic sander, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I've just bought recently bought. Them. Oh, it's fantastic! It's great. Like, it's great. Yeah. You got a lovely sander. Not, not the ETS, sorry. I've had the ETS about four years. Nice. I've just bought the DTS. Oh, I haven't got the DTS. What's the difference? Which, which is like the. It's quite it's bigger. It's, it's, it, it, no, it's like the RTS, but it's the Delta. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's it's like iron shaped, as I call yeah, them. Yeah. 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 It's it's like the rectangle RTS, but it's it's pointed. I got it for kitchen units. Oh, yeah. My Rotex has, the, has the my Rotex has the attack that attachment. Yeah. Well, I've I've got that the RO ninety, yeah. but I find they wear a bit quick on ends. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I haven't got you that. Know, that on, on the pointy end, right? Okay, because you you get the you get the little interface pads with pressed on it middle, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I find the works. I've got the extension as well, the extended bit for it. That's ideal for spindles and loopers. Yeah, I've done as well. I haven't used it yet, but I have. Yeah. yeah, but that that wears quick on end as well. Nice, okay, you have to be careful not to put too much pressure on it because they wear quick yeah. on ends. My uh, me my RTS the pads have worn down quite a lot on it, and they're like eighty quid for a new for a new for a new pad. For for the RTS, yeah, I think so. Yeah, how much? About 80, 80 euros. Jesus Christ! The, the new base on my RTS, eighteen quid. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's eight, good. then that's the one that bit that goes on with the four bolts, right? The four Torx bolts. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Eight, eighteen quid. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Eighteen quid for me is still. I think the dearest one, which I've had one on it in four years, and it was when they swapped to the Jetstream, mm. is the ETS, the disc. They're about twenty eight. Right. 
Oh, maybe I'm wrong. So now I've, I've talked to pad savers all the time for that reason. Because the, the one thing with Festo, the prices are fairly consistent everywhere. You're not going to get a better... You might get the odd special. I, th- I, th- I think I think in in nicest way they rig it. I think they control the prices. They do that. So you can shop about, but, yep. but you like you say your abrasives. There's probably three quid difference between each yeah, supplier if you're much. lucky. You'll get some suppliers doing a special offer one month, and you can maybe stock up a wee bit. But yeah. but like today we were using eighty grit, one twenty, one eighty, three twenty, two forty. So when we're doing furniture, we're using a lot of different grits. You know, so it's you have to have a lot of abrasives all the time. I I just work it into my sundries. Every room I do, I have a set amount I charge for sundries. Yeah, me too. And then I put I put it in a space in my bank. Mm. And then when I talk to friends that are decorators, they say, "Oh, I've just spent you know like fifty quid on sandpaper. I've just spent three hundred quid. You what? Yeah, I've I've just bought eleven boxes of Abronet. Right. Fuck yeah. At fifteen quid a box. 165 quid, right. 15 each box. Well, that's good. It's nothing because it's it's come out with sundries. That's good. So it's not like it's come out my own pocket. Yeah. I think last... Because it's a separate, a separate account. Last month, I spent four or 500 on sandpaper. Yeah. yeah. I just work out a quid a sheet. Yeah, quid a sheet. Work out sundries on quid a sheet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're in a kitchen and you get a you get a, like a waxy furnace or something and you, you only use a lot of sheets. No, so it's you can go through them a lot, and then other ones are going to use one sheet to do the whole kitchen, you know. So, so, so what's your top tip for getting wax off? Uh, combination of things. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried everything. I tried rubbing it down with methylated spirits. I've tried, you know, wiping it off first, but I just use a heavier grit. Maybe start with eighty, and take as much off with the eighty grit, and then muck your way down to one twenty and then two forty. So I just start with a heavier grit and then just take the top layer off completely. Yeah, so. and then you can get some chemical cleaners on it. It can go into it. Yeah, I worry about, especially with tables, If I, I worry about using strippers and stuff on tables in case it is a stain. Uh, so so I just, just sand until, until it's gone, you know. Yeah. So do you have an end game? I know we, we, we're going back on this. Do you have an end game where you said you'd, you'd like to be out by 55? Uh, do you actually have an end game? Mexico plan to get out of it. I have a dream of having a wee pub in Portugal and 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 and, <laughs> and uh... not an Irish. Bar. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> what else? <laughs> Every other bar in Turkey when we go is Irish bar. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, we go to a place in, in uh, Turkey in uh, Portugal every year called Cavero, and there's a wee Irish bar there called Brady's, and uh, me and the wife are always joking that we're going to buy this in a few years' time, you know. And... That's, yeah. that's 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 the dream I suppose you know but the one I remember in Turkey is Kitty O'Shea's I just, like Kitty O'Shea's in every bloody resort isn't it <laughs> well I, I suppose it's a bit like I think we used to have Lineker's over here but I, yeah. I don't think anybody in it was actually Irish at all yeah yeah but so, it's yeah. Like, oh, let's, let's make out it's Irish it gets everybody in <laughs> no matter where we go like we go to the first Irish bar we see so <laughs> <laughs> I was in Alabama I was in Alabama one time and uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, and we checked into our hotel, and there was an Irish bar across the road, you know. And it was the night before St. Patrick's Day, and we walked into the bar, and the barmaid says, uh, You have a funny accent. Where are you from? We said, Oh, we're Irish. Oh my God, there's some Irish people in the bar. We were the first Irish people to ever be in that bar. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you got a lot of you got a lot of Irish that went to America, didn't oh, you? Oh, a lot, yeah. Still, you have a lot, yeah. have a lot of second and third generation over there now. Young people aren't going as much, but you've got a lot of a lot of my friends will be there. My generation will be there, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Make us very very welcome over there, you know. Especially Boston, New York, Chicago, San Francisco. 
So, is there any takeaways you can give the listeners? And, and tell any, them any, any advice, general advice? <laughs> I skipped in the lotto. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it's important for us as a trade to to value ourselves and and value the work that we're doing. You know, and uh, get our pricing right and and and, and stop underpricing each other. You know. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a race to the bottom in it's, some. Uh, it's definitely a race to the bottom, and I, I, I see. I, I think I, I think a lot of it now is kitchen and plastic windows. Yeah, I see a lot of guys doing PVC windows now at the minute. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a race to the bottom who's doing it cheapest. There's someone near me doing doors for about I think 50, 60 quid cheaper for a front door than I do. Right, okay, yeah. Than I say, ain't even going to compete. Yeah. See, what happens then is you start you start cutting corners, you start not doing it as good as you should be doing it so the customer suffers the trade suffers you know so if you price something properly and you're getting a good price you're going to do a better job yeah you know we're going to get more repeat business uh so i i think i think that's that that's very it's very important for us all to, to get our pricing right yeah so room 101 style three things you'd send to pit of eternity if you could right paul merton Style here we go. <laughs> Where is he gone anyway? Is he still alive? <laughs> I, th- I think they're all on uh, that other Sky Channel. Aren't they? Was, I, I, I remember that Stephen Fry, I just remember him from Blackadder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Fry, he does cue, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Paul Merton, I don't know where, he used to be brilliant, he used to be on Telly Lap, but he's never on TV anymore, so. It, what what was it? Whose line is it anyway? Did you ever watch yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that was good, yeah. yeah. There used to be him, Mike Slattery, uh, the big American guy that was thin on top played Friar Tuck in the Robin Hood with uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, okay, right. He he, he was always good. They always used to be Sandy Toxvig. Uh, and there was a couple others always, always on it. Uh, Paul Merton's other half, who was she at the time? She used to be on it regular. Oh, God, you know more than I did there now. Yeah, it's, it's, I th- I'm sure his other half was a comedian and she used yeah, to be on it regular. Been, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen Paul Merton on TV in years, years. Yeah, I think the I think the Sky Comedy and Sky Gold channels now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love a bit of Sky Gold. <laughs> oh, did, is, is he always done Room One Hundred One, or was it somebody else before him? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Is it Frank Skinner rings about Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner could have been. On. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I used to like Frank Skinner. He used to be very very sharp. Yeah, I I like Frank Skinner. Very yeah, he does that art show on on Sky Arts. He's, uh, he's quite yeah. good on it, you know. I like him, yeah. Right, so what... what... My favourite one at moments, um, Jimmy Carr, is brutal. Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. It's, I, think it, I think it's nearest quickest witted comedian we've had close to Bob Munkhouse yeah, for years. Bob Munkhouse was sharp as shit. He was. I do love Peter Kay, though. I t- I, I, you can't be Peter Kay. Yeah. He's because... his everyday observation. Ah, it is. It? That car share. People watching. Car share now yeah. on BBC. That was fantastic. Just driving to work. I yeah. Just... Having a crack, I, th- I think I've got all Peter K DVDs at Loft. Yeah. I've got all the Max and Paddy's, the oh, Loft, Phoenix, Phoenix Ice Night. and Max and Paddy. Absolutely loved it. Oh, I loved it. I, I wish I had a Netflix, I'd love to watch them all again. You know, that was fun. Yeah, yeah I've got them all on DVD at Loft. <laughs> I don't even have a DVD player anymore, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they work on Blu ray player, yeah. but we, we've got I've got a box full of DVDs at Loft. There's, yeah. there's that. I think I've got the full box set of Shameless yeah. as well, Andy, between us. I tried to watch Shameless uh, again on, 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 the, on the Channel 4 catch up, but it's not as good now when you when you watch it again, you know. Yeah, James McAvoy's moved on a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he was better then than he is now. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was watching uh, X Men other night that he was in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just remember him from Shameless. Yeah, that's not okay. I, I haven't seen him, I just think Shameless, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To go out oh. back to room 101. Uh, I suppose, probably more on Facebook, the negativity of the painters, you know. Yeah. Your proper job, you know, and then everybody thinks what they use is the right thing, you know. So someone asks what primers you use, you might use bin or blockade, and they say, oh, I use cover stain, I use this, I use that. But, you know... Whatever works. Yeah, whatever works for you. You know, everybody... Whoever gets that finish line with the right job at the right price. You can't be right, you can't be wrong, but you can't impose what you use on other people. You know what I mean? Everybody has to use their own thing, you know? Because it works for you, it might not work for me, but what I find funny is when somebody, and you get a lot on the spraying groups, somebody puts on that they've had a problem, and then you get people... It's like they're guessing the answers. You're precious to why you're doing this. You're 200 fucking miles away. How do you know? Yeah, exactly. They're throwing stones from 200 miles away. But if, especially with the sprayers now, everybody has their own favorite sprayer, which is fair enough. But people that criticize a sprayer, you know, I, I like the Greco HVLPs. I have a, nine, a 9.5 and a 7.0. I like them. I got a good finish when I'm on site. Uh, but you'll get lads in order, oh, Wagner's better, the Titans, whatever's better, you know. But I said to him, have you, have you got a Greco? No. Well, then how do you know yours is better? Unless you've got Bob's told. Yeah. Rep's told. You know, so unless you've got both and you've used both. Can't I'll, really I'll, I'll, I'll admit, and I've said it before, I was I was a fan of Fuji. Right. I've had I've had the Erlex, I've had the Apollo 1500, I've had the Fuji Stage 3, the Fuji Stage 5, which is now Aristo, yeah. or Aristo used Fuji, rebranded. And when Greco come out, I slated it. Yeah. I says, all they've done is they've nicked the shape of the Fuji. Mm. They've nicked the PPS cup idea. Yeah. You know, and they've robbed it. And I got one uh, at a decent price uh, from a supplier. Yeah. It's a fucking brilliant bit of kit. Oh, I got a good finish. <laughs> I, got, I just got a good finish with my Greco, you know. And I, I find the guns easy to set up. Yeah. Now, it's hard to clean out. It, it is difficult, and the cup does does drip, you know, parts do need to you know. I can clean it out in a 15-litre bucket with about two litres of water in. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's a very underrated machine, and people say, HVLP are too slow. They, they are slower than airless, but it's still quicker than a brush and, brush yeah. and bloody roller. I I, I I I can't use airless. On, I, like, I used to use a lot of airless when I worked in America, but here now, I just use my either compressor and gravity gun on my HVLP. Uh, yeah. I went over to Greco to the to Belgium to the factory, you know, and I got uh, for two days training with them, but uh, Mark Smith and really great. You see, like it was, it was a fantastic couple of days, you know, just to see the warehouse yeah. full of sprayers. <laughs> it was like <laughs> massive warehouse full of sprayers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 9, 5, 4, 9, 5, 9, 9, 5, 10. It was just, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> millions and millions of pounds worth of sprayers, you know. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, then back, back to room 101. <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, I suppose the other thing I, I put in uh, paint companies and the lack of uh, interaction I have with painters, you know. So I see new, new product developments. Uh, they don't involve us, you know. Like we know a lot of what we're doing and what we need, but they very seldom get asked what we want from, from a paint. You know, they they have labs, they have people working on this all the time, but they very rarely ask us what we need from a product. You know? That that was one of the original ideas of the Brothers of the Brush Group. Right, okay. One, one of the main reasons I started along with a couple others where we'd have reps on wholesalers, whatever, 
they can see what people are using and say you've got uh Johnny Johnny Great the paint mm. you know that's this all doing primary people say it's not doing this I don't like it the idea is then the rep the wholesaler whoever can go back to R&D and say look the same this don't work can we tweak it yeah. and then they've got a paint that we want to buy mm. Rather than having shit on shelf that we don't want to talk. Bye, yeah. No, I know. I t- England's probably a bit better than Ireland. That you know, Dulux does have Dulux Select and, and 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 different trade programs. I don't know how good they are, but there's none of that in Ireland. Like there, there's very little. Yeah. There's very little interaction in Ireland between paint companies and and the painter. And I I often feel the paint companies kind of look down on us. That well, you know, we're not worth talking to. What uh, do you know? Yeah. What do you know? You're only using our product every single day. You know. But uh, we we had one uh, we had a, a thing where we had a fair few Bob members. We had a day out at Dunlop, right? And their their stuff were brilliant. And right. they said, "Look, we'll do you a day out. We'll show you around, give you a factory tour, and at the end of the day, they give you some stuff to take home." Right. They took us out for a curry night before, and paid for it, lovely. lovely. And they says, "All we want is at the end of the day an hour with the R and D team to give us your feedback." Right. And there's a fair few members that will resonate with it that went. And we went in and said, look, these little tubs of filly you've got, you need to take the stupid handle off of a, a 500 mil tub. You don't need a little handle on it like a miniature paint kettle. There you go. It's it's like a housewife's invented yeah. it, for want of a better yeah. term. I says, you want a lid that screws on? Hmm. Because the pop-on lids never stay on right, yeah, same I, as the two pray ones. Goes it goes hard. It goes, yeah. You want a screw-on lid, a proper lid, a proper tub. There was that change your fillers i says because they're all yellow and black yeah you've got to work out what's what have a colored band around it yeah they, they never took anything on board and they've gone ah there you go and they had some fantastic stuff yeah they had a great stand at the pnd show a few years ago that did some really nice stuff for us yeah yeah i think you can still get it in place i don't know if it's new old stock but they used to have that rapid dry uh, it looked like cement. Right. But you could fill an hole and it dry in ninety minutes. Oh, lovely! Yeah, because it, the way it worked, it's German. It's it's well, it's 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 owned by Bal or was owned by Bal, building the Deces Limited, the tile company. Okay, which was owned by Ardex, which is German. Right, and they had the, we know what Germans are like with technology. They had that filler. I forgot what it's called, and it, it, you basically it's it dry in ninety minutes because. Instead of the water evaporating, it used the water as a chemical reaction and dried rock hard. Oh, yeah. It I was did. weird stuff. Yeah. And then they had, they had one for externals because two prays got some good stuff. They did. And my only thing with the two prey external stuff is the recoat times. Yeah. It's, it's a day. Have, have you used the access fillers? No. There's a great filler, uh, AP Rend. Uh, fantastic filler. It stays wet on your knife but dries quick on the wall. Uh, doesn't shrink. Uh, got medium sized holes in one fill, which is quite good. Yeah, I'm quite impressed with the access fillers now. Uh, I, I, I found they weren't very helpful at the, the PD show. I, I, I found them good guys now. Uh, Rashul is uh, he's, he's always been quite helpful to me, you know. Uh, to have some good products, I, I think they're really, really, really coming along well. It's probably another one of those companies have got some good products, but not the best marketing. Yeah. So they don't get out there. Yeah. I've seen them more and more in Ireland now. They're really pushing here. They're coming into a lot of paint stores here that uh, they've never been in before. 
got some of the stainless steel filling knives. I've had them four years and they're immaculate. Yeah, great filling knives and brilliant scissors. The scissors are fantastic. The lovely Japanese. Uh, yeah, I've had, I've had a bit of fallout with scissors. Right. Uh, because I had a pair of Axis trousers, brand new. Right. A pair of the scissors, a big paper hang it, some weight in them, yeah. put them in pocket. True. Uh, fireplace fell straight out and put, took a chunk out of oh, the fireplace. Oh, no. Oh. It was Axis trousers and Axis scissors. So, it <laughs> so is that good scissors and bad trousers? <laughs> well, I think, I, think the, I think the ruler pocket, as they call it, wasn't sewn properly at the bottom, yeah. so the scissors just went straight through. I, I, I don't like their trousers, to be fair. They're too baggy for me. I like a... it, it, it was good, and then they changed them and they went downhill a bit. Yeah, yeah. They're a little over the sash, but just a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I like the uh, I like the Picasso uh, Blaze sash brushes. I love the Picasso sash brushes, but very hard for us to get. There's no paint stores around me sells them, and uh, by the time we uh, time we buy them online and everything, it's yeah. Wouldn't they be cheap enough for my paintbrush to get them shipped over? Time we pay the shipping and then currency change and everything. Everything's more expensive. They need they need to get a my paintbrush in Ireland, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> I like going to the shop and buying stuff, and you know, I like yeah. having a wee lift what I need, and, and that's it, you know. Yeah. So go on then. Uh, last one on room one hundred and one. We we'll get to the third one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, third one is probably I'm not great with dogs, <laughs> and I go to go to price a job, and the dog is trying to rip my leg off, <laughs> and the customer saying, he's only trying to be friendly. He's, yeah. <laughs> went to a job last week and the, the dog was actually running at the door and banging itself off the door trying to get to me and yeah. the customer said oh, he just wants to say hello to you I said, Mrs. he doesn't want to say hello to me he wants to rip my leg off <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mind dogs I went to one today in the at, at front door because it was nice mm. with the print outside a parrot in a cage oh wow and I have a bird phobia right okay <laughs> All, all, all varieties. All varieties. Ones, yeah. ones, with, ones with wings and ones without. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it started flapping its wings, and I don't even like the noise. Right, okay. You know, know, it's, uh... it, go, it goes through me, the, the birds flapping the wings. It's just, oh, yeah, oh man, yeah. just thinking about it. <laughs> the only way, like, we could be in the kitchen, and, and, and next thing, the customer lets the dog in, you know, or after doing the island, and the dog's walking around it. Get the dog away from me, wet paint. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm a dog lover. I think more dogs are doing humans. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've even walked my customers when they've been out for a day. I've been walking down the street with this bloody Yorkie Terrier yeah. with a pink ribbon in its hair, look, trying to look manly. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite you know, it's, of you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going above and beyond for your customers, isn't it, yeah, to keep them happy? Yeah. I've been up to just keep the dog away from the kitchen when I'm walking in it, you know. <laughs> I've, I've looked at them uh, you've had them where customers don't keep them on con- under control them uh, travel um, baby gates yeah that's a good idea Yeah, I've, I've even looked at getting one of them to put in door to shove it out the room and just put the travel baby gate because they like fold out like a spring frame yeah. stick one of them in doorway keep it out the room we'd won we'd won a few weeks ago and we had the whole kitchen covered and all the paper down on the floor and the dog kept pissing on the paper you know back, like, oh, back lunch. I've, I've done a kid I've done a kitchen like that before where she had an elder, elderly Labrador. Yeah. And uh, it, there was a water bowl on that thing. I would do it kitchen on that thing and move it water bowl. So I think dog's knocked its water bowl. She says, oh, no, it'll have pissed off the floor. <laughs> and now I'm elting it. <laughs> and your dust sheets. 
Well, that, that party trick, innit, the dogs? They always piss on you, does she? Yeah, it does piss on you, too. Mark, mark the territory. <laughs> so that's my, number, that's my number three for Room 101, yeah. Keep the dogs away from me. <laughs> so so going back to Insta and social media, where can we find you online? Uh, just on Instagram, so Kevin Howe, you paint and decorate, and same, same on Facebook, that's it, Kevin Howe, you paint and decorate, you know? Yeah. So, Do you have a website as well? No website. Uh, yeah. I haven't had the need for a website yet. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Instagram's my main thing at the minute. I kind of post on Instagram every day or every couple of days. So yeah. Instagram's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so who are you? Uh, what are your hobbies outside work? Uh, a couple of hobbies. I like music. Go to a lot of gigs, you know. So yeah, uh, like a bit of heavy metal and punk. And Ooh, to, what are you into? Oh, uh, Slayer. Stiff little finger. Slayer. Yeah. Oh, I'd never I'd never have you down as a Slayer fan. Yeah, I went to went to Portugal last year to see Slayer and I've seen Slayer about ten times. Uh Stiff Little Fingers, uh like Stone Roses, uh yeah, a bit of everything, but I go to a lot of live 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 uh, live shows, you know. Well I did before yeah. all this fucking COVID stuff. I I think last one I went to, uh take that. Got oh, yeah. to take that with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair, they're probably a good show. Yeah. It's, it's more of a show than a concert, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like spectacle, but I think before that it was Pete Tong. Oh, yeah. The yeah. orchestral thing. I've seen Pete that's Tong. Brilliant. Times. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Pete Tong and I've been a couple of times. Uh, yeah, I enjoy Pete Tong. But, uh, Years I, ago, it was heavy metal. Yeah, I, I'm still... I think the best one I saw was Judas Priest. They never really... seen Judas Priest. Never seen Judas Priest. Seen Black Sabbath a few times. Seen I've seen every... I've seen them. Anthrax, Slayer, Metallica, uh, you know, all those kind of bands. Yeah. Yeah. That That's sometimes cool. surprises people when I say I'm, I'm at the Slayer. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I was more glam. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I could never get Slayer because it, it, to me it was just shouting out Mike. It's funny. But I was uh, one of the other best ones I saw, Motley Crue. Yeah, no, Motley Crue wouldn't be me now at all. Too much uh, hair. And it, it, it was the time where he, where he had the revolving drum kit. All oh, right, okay. Well, that's a spectacle. Yeah, that's that, a show. That, yeah, that's a show. Milton, yeah. Keynes, Milton Keynes Bowl. That was a spectacle. Tommy, that? Tommy Lee, huh? <laughs> yeah, in nutcase, isn't it? <laughs> I, that, that's a good book if you if you like your autobiographies for music uh nicky six the heroin diaries okay i must get that yeah brilliant where it, it's, it's, it goes through dark stages where he'd lock himself in a cupboard for days yeah slash from guns and roses his 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 autobiography is very good as well uh have you have you listened to the keith richards one no excellent it's an excellent audio book johnny depp reads it and it, yeah. it's and then keith richards uh is in parts of it, but it's it's an excellent audio book. Yeah. It's one of those you, yeah. you, you, you look forward to getting into the van tomorrow and to listen to it, you know. But I uh, I watched that one, it was out last year, I'd be so looking forward to it. The the dirt the Tommy uh the Oh yeah, Netflix, and Netflix, and Netflix, yeah. It was terrible. It, it it was it was it was all right, but they'd left I've read the book and they'd left so much of the book out. But they came across too pretentious, they came across too to fake yeah but they were well yeah, <laughs> yeah they, were, they were you know in interviews I've, I've got a video where they're interviewing and riding alongside them on all this and they were pretentious it was all know, about yeah. you know the big air and everything yeah, but... and women and drugs and 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 uh earlier in the 90s you know the age, yeah, yeah but you know it's it, i mean that was my thing you know but uh so going going back to social media again oh you digging on in strip moment uh, i have a few like there's a few irish guys are like uh Ushin Butler and JMC Kitchen Resprays and uh, Dominic Crowley. Dominic's 
cuts off some good stuff. Yeah. He's uh, on in a couple of weeks. Oh, is he? August Thomas, good guy. Yeah, yeah really good guy. Yeah. Uh, some of the English guys, Hampton Fine finishes. I like they they put up some lovely, lovely work. Uh, yeah. K-Spray and uh, Martin Lewis in Wales. I talk to Martin every now and again. We, we kind of message each other. Oh, bloody hell. Martin, Martin. He was on a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's, I, I speak to Martin regularly. He's all right. Yeah, me Martin. too. Yeah, we, we, well, we message each other, you know. Good guy, yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. uh, some of the American guys, uh, ZK or ZK. No, no. They're all right, but they're plumbing long. Yeah, he's serious. A serious guy, isn't he? Very, very serious. But yeah, some of that old, uh, that Holland Duck, uh, some of the finishes they're getting is absolutely amazing. Absolutely fantastic, yeah. you know. Uh, there's a guy in Australia, uh, Aesthetics. Yeah, Chris. Chris Wall. Chris, yeah. He, good yeah, stuff, trying yeah. to get him off. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I like him, yeah. Festool mad. He loves the Festool. He seems to be down to earth, doesn't he? Yeah, does be. Yeah, he's genuine. He's genuine kind of guy, you know. But that's what I love about Instagram. You can follow painters all around the world, you know, and, and they're doing yeah. similar work or you're, you're trying to get to their level, I suppose, you know. Yeah. Thing is, you've got to sift through some shit and all. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what, one, man, one man's treasure is another man's crap at least it's not like facebook i used to have a lot uh, real on facebook if you put a picture of your dinner on facebook i defriended you uh, i don't need to see what you're having for your three meals a day you know at least yeah. instagram isn't that bad <laughs> mine used to be yeah. <laughs> there'd be regular pictures of a big fat greasy burger yeah, until yeah. I, split it and I have a personal page and a business page now yeah that's it you know? keep, keep them separate yeah. yeah keep them separate. no nobody wants to see cholesterol burger nobody, nobody cares what you're eating nobody <laughs> Say that I've had a couple of customers say, "Where's that burger from?" It oh, looks quite nice. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like you strictly. Prefer... I mean, at the moment, there's... I mean, I don't know whether it's because of this lockdown and COVID. There seems to be a smidge of negativity on on uh, Instagram where people are sort of digging each other out, and I, I, I just go on do the stuff I need to do and come off it now because it's. I just think I, yeah, I can't I... be doing with negativity. I ain't got time for it. I haven't got much. I, I, I find the forums on Facebook are far more negative. There's a lot more negativity on Facebook than I'm getting on Instagram, you know, but I, I'm nearly, I'm nearly kind of stopped posting on the forums on Facebook because every time you post something, you'll get, you'll get two or three good comments. You might get two or three really stupid negative ones, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, yeah. why, why, why? What's the point? What's the point? Yeah, they class it as banter. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My primer's better than your primer. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. what? What have you done that for? You should have done it this way. Yeah, exactly. My, my way's the right way. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 it. You know, you have to be open to trying different ways with painting. You know, because not everybody knows everything. But yeah. yeah, but a lot of people want the shortcut where you've got to. You've got to find out what brush works. And, and I said this no end of times. There's not one company or paint or product or brush, tool, sprayer. Think, yeah. There's not one suits all. It's it's, it's also, you you might you, you've already mentioned you like the Axis sash brushes. I like the blaze. Hmm. You might find that works better for you in that paint, but it works better for me because I might have a touch like a midwife, you might be heavy handed. Yeah, exactly. I've never you know, I've never used the blaze. I've never used the blaze. So I I don't know if they're better than my brush. But I'm not going to tell you that mine's better than yours because I haven't used yours. Yeah. Well it's <laughs> yeah. a case of 
if you ever get the chance, try a blaze. Yeah. If it works out better than your brush, then swap it out. If it doesn't, stick to what you're using. Exactly. Find out for yourself. But don't stop. You know, just because Bob says it's good. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you mine's better than yours if I haven't even used yours, you know? So that's what happens on Facebook. <laughs> oh, it's a mad one. Yeah. It's a mad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great to finally catch up with you because I've been following you for a bit and wanted you on for a bit. You've been on it list. Thanks, Chris. That's great. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's been great to get you on. Uh, and hopefully we'll have a, a catch up again soon. Brilliant. Thank you, Chris. Brilliant. All the best. Right, keep churning it, keep churning it work out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Kevin. All the best. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's all we have time for in this week's episode. I hope you enjoy listening to them as much as I do. Now, if you'd like to show your support, you can do it in various ways. You can click on the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes, leave us a review on iTunes, hashtag Bobcast on Insta, and share us with your friends. You can also reach out to us on the usual channels, which again can be found in the show notes, as we do always appreciate your feedback. And if you ever fancy taking part, then simply just contact us. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.